Welcome to Church Unfiltered with Dr. Anthony Cops, a leadership podcast brought to you by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting. Hey, welcome to another episode of Church Unfiltered. I am your host, Dr. Anthony Cobbs. We, of course, are powered by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting, where we seek to help pastors and church leaders with the answers to questions that they are truly asking. Today's episode, we do this every few episodes, every 10 episodes or so, we do our listeners' questions. We encourage and invite our listeners to send in questions to info at breakthroughonline.org. And of course, our listeners, our faithful listeners, loyal listeners, send in tough, tough questions to say the least. They always send in complex questions, which is great, which is a blessing for me because it always keeps me on my toes. I'm always excited to get the questions that I uh, receive from listeners across the country and even across the world. I'm so grateful to each and every one of our listeners. Let me let me just say that parenthetically, I appreciate our listeners. We continue to grow. It amazes me as I get data on the growth of this particular podcast. I am so excited about how um, this podcast is spreading. The news about this podcast is spreading. There is no podcast quite like Church Unfiltered. And so I'm so grateful to each and every one of our listeners. Well, let's dive into our content. I have three questions, three questions that come from across the country, uh, various people who sent these questions in. And so if you are listening, you'll, you'll readily identify the question that you might have sent in. And so I have these three questions. Number one, this is this is a question I could have had an entire episode and I might have an entire episode on this particular topic. It says, how do you handle people who hurt you? How do you handle people who hurt you? That's the only part, the only question that I have. So I don't know if they're talking about me specifically in a church setting or just in general, in general. So what I will do, what I will do is focus in on answering this question just in general, um, how I handle people who hurt me, um, the way that I would encourage the person who asked asked this question and our listeners in how to handle people who might hurt you. Um, I recently posted on Facebook, I recently posted how I handle things at Work. If someone hand, hurts me at work or someone hurts me in the church or or any type of setting like that, I recently posted. As a matter of fact, I did a reels that talked about how I handle that. And that reel has just been people have just been sharing it and liking it and all of this. So that's what I want to get. I want to get the answer to what I put or what I said on that Instagram reels, uh, because some some people who were on other social media platforms probably didn't get a chance to see hear that answer. And so when someone hurts hurts me or someone hurts you, this is what I encourage you to do. I encourage you to do three things. Number one, keep your composure. Keep your composure. Um, when someone hurts you or someone offends you or someone does something that that causes you grief, you don't want to lose your composure. You don't want to go off on someone. You don't want to become irate with someone, especially in a work setting, in a church setting. You do not want to lower yourself to to going into an emotional rage or anything along those lines. You want to keep your composure. Someone upsets you. You uh, basically don't let them see you sweat. That used to be an old, old commercial, old 
um, advertisement they used to say, never let them see you sweat kind of thing. Keep your composure as a child of God, especially if you are tested, if someone pushes you, tries to push you to the limit and tries to get you to say something or to do something that is uh, beneath your your reputation and your character you you make sure that you do not lower yourself to those standards keep your composure you don't have to go off on facebook and social media you don't have to cuss them out you don't have to do any of those things i know no none of my listeners on church unfiltered podcast cusses anyone out but hey be maintain and make sure that you keep your composure. Second thing I would say is maintain integrity, maintain integrity. And what I mean by that is, um, of course, if someone hurts you, someone causes you pain, you don't want to, you don't want to resort to doing something dirty. You don't want to resort to doing something secretive and sneaky, trying to get back at them, trying to do something to them. You don't want to do that. Maintain your integrity. Be a be a good person. Um, Michelle Obama is quoted famously for saying, when they go low, we go high. Make sure that you keep that in consideration, no matter no matter um, what the circumstances, no matter what's going on. Maintain your integrity. Maintaining your integrity sometimes is difficult because you know that you could get back at a person. You know that you can do something to that person you could retaliate against that person don't do that and this these really are applicable to anything in life really and when someone hurts you keep your composure maintain your integrity make sure that you are not lowering your standards and then a third thing i would suggest is keep working keep going keep going don't let anyone stop you from doing what you are called to do or what you are assigned to do don't let someone stop you from doing your job you go to work and then someone is upsetting you someone's causing you grief you don't stop working you don't uh, shift into a into a into a state of mind in which you are not producing no produce even more matter of fact produce even more and make sure that they do not have the victory they do not control how your day goes keep your composure maintain your integrity and keep working that's what i would suggest to someone and how do you handle people who hurt you um and and overall overall and we can go into this i'll bring someone on matter of fact we'll do a topic dealing with forgiveness we're going to do a topic dealing with forgiveness in the in the near future uh very very near future we'll do an episode dealing with forgiveness how do you forgive people who have hurt you we'll talk about that in a future episode but i just wanted to give you some quick things keep your composure maintain your integrity keep working that's how i handle people who hurt me or who do do me wrong you know i make sure that i don't try to retaliate and do them wrong as well second question second question second question this question this question is from kansas this question is from kansas what is the most disappointing thing about ministry what is the most disappointing thing about ministry that is a great question great question i love doing ministry i've done ministry for 26 years i'm looking forward to doing ministry as long as the lord allows me to do it um i i enjoy ministry i enjoy working with god's people i enjoy building teams i enjoy assisting pastors helping people to discover who they are I enjoy it, but the most disappointing, there's a couple of different things that are disappointing, 
it's always disappointing when you see people um, living beneath where God would have them to be. That's disappointing. That's disappointing. Uh, very much so disappointing when you see people. People have the knowledge and the wherewithal. They know what God can do for them or they're hearing what God can do for them. But instead of them living their best life in God, instead of them living in the liberty that is found in Christ Jesus, instead of them doing that, they put themselves under bondage and do not live freely. That's that's disappointing. But I the most disappointing, the most disappointing thing that I probably see in ministry is competition competition that's that's the most disappointing thing that i see in ministry i i'm just amazed and social media has helped to bring this even more to the forefront um but i am just utterly amazed at the amount of competition that i see in the church from pastors to uh church members people thinking that their pastor is the best pastor in the world, which they should love their pastor, but my pastor's better than yours. My church is better than yours. My this, I can preach better than you. I can teach better. The, the level of competition that I see, especially amongst pastors is incredible. It is incredible. And it is pretty disappointing. Um, that competitive nature that that the world has it's almost like mcdonald's and burger king it's like mcdonald's and burger king burger king will come out with something mcdonald's will come out with something to top it wendy's then will come in and come out with something that's even different chick-fil-a will come out with something even better i mean it's it's this competition that happens between churches pastors uh ministry leaders i've seen it over and over and over again and I'll be honest with you, it seems like it's getting worse. It seems like it's getting worse. It seems as if people are not only competing against each other, but this is one of the most disappointing parts of that competition is that you can be great. I mean, you can have a great ministry. You could be a great preacher. You could teacher or whatever the case may be. You're writing books, doing I mean, you're doing great things. Awesome. But why would you have to down someone else and what they are doing? in order to build yourself up. That is such a disappointment that I see coming from pastors and ministry leaders and church. And it's subtle sometimes and it's direct in other times. I don't here here's what I would say to pastors that are listening right now. Uh, don't fool yourself into thinking that people don't notice that you are uh, competing against someone or you are trying to bring someone down or bring or trying to uh humble someone else that's doing something i see it all the time on social media you'll see posts that are directed at someone and it's like <laughs> guys we know what you're doing it's and and it's 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 pretty disappointing to say the least and it's hurtful because I'm a I'm, I'm the type of person. It's one of my strengths. One of my strengths is relator. Um, one of my Clifton strengths. Again, I told you all that I'm going to keep on talking about these these Gallup Clifton strengths. I, I encourage you to take that assessment. Um, th that's one of the strengths that I have. I, you know, it's about and responsibility is another one of mine. You know, I, I'm, I'm committed to the kingdom of God. I'm not trying to tear anyone else down. I'm, I'm happy when other people are successful, when they do things, 
But but I hear it all the time. I hear people minimize what other people are doing in an attempt to maximize what they are. They themselves are doing. It doesn't work like that. When you minimize what someone else is doing, it seems petty. There's a lot of pettiness that happens. And so it and it trickles down to the people that are part of these congregations. I see it all the time, all the time it happens. And so um, I strongly encourage you, pastors, church leaders, members who are praying for the pastors and all of that. Pray, pray for that for all of us. Pray for those of us who are in church leadership that we don't get swept up in this wave of competition and criticism. That's the other aspect of it. It is the criticism that I hear people give to about other people, about other people's ministries, about other people's um, preaching styles and what they're doing. And I saw something just recently. I saw something just recently. Someone said, um, isn't it? it's, It's amazing that people are are profiting from the church or something like that, that they said. And it was a jab at someone who was, who was doing a conference or some kind of coaching or something along those lines. Um, and, and I'm like, you, what, what is the purpose of that? What is the, now those who are profiting off the church in a negative sense, in a way that is, um, that is detrimental. Absolutely. That, that applies to that. But there are some times when people will throw those little innuendos out there, those little uh, comments out there. And, and it is it is detrimental to what's actually happening, what what's happening in the kingdom. And there are things that are happening and people are, are, are getting into position to be able to help others and do various things to help the church to grow. But then you hear these critics that are also in the Christian uh, circles that are criticizing what people are doing. And here's the thing. There's nothing new. People have been doing things like that. People have been coaching and consulting and doing conferences forever. People have been doing that forever. So it's so actually it shows the ignorance of people when they criticize something that has been happening and actually they probably have benefited from it. So it's just things, things like that. It's just this that's disappointing. Just seeing this, this competition and this critical spirit that is just permeating all around social media, all over the place. I mean, you see it. It's just, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. And I would just say that if that is something that you are guilty of, if you are listening, if you are guilty of that, I pray that you please pray to the Lord, repent from that. That's gossip. That's gossip or that's innuendos or the slander. And the Lord doesn't take kindly to people doing that. All right. So that's that's question number two. So we have one more one more question. This question is related to reentry going back into uh, church. Uh, very popular uh, topic right now. This is a hot topic that's happening right now because many of the churches are opening back up. Um, and so this is a question that was sent from Nebraska. This is now that it is safe to go back to the four walls, safe as in quotes, quote, quotation marks. So it's not necessarily saying that everything is fine or the pandemic is over because the pandemic is not as of the time of this recording. The pandemic is not yet over. Um, there are people still getting sick. There are variants. There are different things. There's the, the vaccines are slow. People are not people have it's, that's kind of tapered off. People are not getting vaccinated. 
Um, so it's not yet completely safe, which is why this person had this in quotation marks. Um, but anyway, the, the, the essence of this question is now that people are going back to the four walls, how has this changed your approach to service? And then they add, did you improve and shorten service or has or have you reverted back to business as usual? And then in parentheses, this person has pre-COVID busyness, not business, busyness. I love that question. That question is awesome. Here's here's what we have done at the church that I serve um, as the executive pastor. I, it's it's interesting. Now the data is coming in. All these things are happening. Um, we are able to really to accurately talk about what what's life is like as we come back. Um, it's different. I will say that it is different. There's a different vibe, a different feeling to it. I mean, we're coming back. We're worshiping. We're serving. We're hearing the word of God. Our pastor is doing that, but it's different. It's different. It's just a different feel. Church has changed. And I think coming into the reality of that, the sooner we come into the reality of that, the better church has changed. We went through a reformation. If you will, we went through a pivotal moment in the history of the church in 2020 and going into 2021 church has changed. It is different. And so, yes, it is shorter. I see people at, at about the 55 minute mark. People are looking at their watches. People are getting fidgety. People are like, Hey, okay, it's time to go. They the going beyond an hour. When we used to go an hour and 15 minutes, approximately an hour and 15 minutes, hour, 20 minutes. Now people are getting fidgety. They're ready to go. <laughs> that is a big difference. Um, whereas people before you almost couldn't get them out of the building. You almost couldn't get them off the grounds. They just they just wanted to stay around. People are different. People have changed. People have shifted. And I think it is the biggest piece of it. And I'll just I'll just use this uh, to really summarize it is the way we worship. We have seen we can move faster, move more efficiently. We don't have to have a bunch of fluff in the service. None of that has to take place. We just move. We And, and here's the thing. And we're still doing the same thing. We're still getting announcements in. We're still uh, having praise and worship. We're still having to preach word. We're still doing the invitation for people to become a part of God's family. We're still taking up an offering. We're doing all the components that we normally do or normally have done, but we're now doing it in 55 minutes. Whereas we used to do it in an hour and 20 minutes. That's the biggest difference is that we become more efficient. We become more efficient. I've seen that some of the people have become more impatient and, but the church as a whole, the staff and the way and, the, and us putting things together, we become more efficient in the, in the development of the worship experience. So those are, those are some major things that I have, I have seen and um, engaging the congregation is a big piece. And that's what I'm hearing from people all over the country. It's the same thing. It's engaging the congregation. Here's the last thing I would say. And then, and then, and then we'll close out this episode. I said it, I said it before, actually, it's important for us to understand that we have developed habits. We have developed the habit of not going to church. I keep saying that. I keep saying that here on church unfiltered. I say it to every pastor I talk to every church member, every church leader, we have developed a habit of not going to church. We have to help the people to develop the habit of going to church again. But understanding 
that we have people who are coming in who not only developed a habit, but were also traumatized by COVID-19. We cannot neglect that and we cannot dismiss that. We have to recognize that people need to be taken care of. And so, yes, church has changed. Yes, things are a little different. It feels different. Online is a high priority. Um, If not, it is equal to in person. That's a big piece. Online ministry is equal to in-person ministry. I know that I know that there's probably someone listening and I said, I don't agree with that because the Bible tells us to get together. Okay, but the majority of your congregation probably for for many churches are still online right now because of restrictions and things that are still in place. And so do you say right now that they're not important? No, they're they're just as important as the people that are in person. So we need to keep that mindset that as we even as people start coming back in person, never to neglect the online community. All right. Those are some great questions. Great questions. Actually, each of those questions are probably episodes in themselves. So I'm going to look at that. I'll look at that as we as we finish our calendar, even develop our calendar for 2022. If the Lord says the same, we're going to keep pressing. We're going to keep doing this because I'm having a blast with Church Unfiltered. We have a couple of guests that are coming in the coming weeks. I look forward to these guests. These guests are tremendous doing some things in leadership and coaching and pastoral uh, development. And so look forward to some some uh, some some new guests, some new friends that are going to come going to come and join us on Church Unfiltered. But I thank God for each and every one of you. If you need anything, if you need anything, make sure that you contact me at info at breakthrough And I would love to come and consult. I would love to come and coach your team, help your team to discover who they are and how they can help you to fulfill vision. God bless you. God keep you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Church Unfiltered with Dr. Anthony Cobbs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. For more resources related to today's topic, visit churchunfiltered.com or follow Dr. Anthony Cobbs on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.